Pure Country's Road to Boots and Hearts. Here's Jason McCoy. I'm so excited to chat with Robin Audellini. She is super talented, driven, fearless. She's going to be opening for Shania Twain at Boots and Hearts on Sunday, August 7th. And we talked about her full circle experience from volunteering at the festival to playing the main stage. Who it is, my co-host, my buddy. There you go. CMAOs. Yeah, it's me. It's Harry. It's the Harry guy. Me, Harry. Yeah, who's got longer hair? Oh, you you still got longer hair. That's all right. I still got long hair. I grew it myself. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I grew mine myself too. Got my got some little gray highlights in here too. I put in. Same. No, you don't. You're just a I kid. do. I truly do. I got some grays. Yeah, but I'm I'm embracing them. They are more than welcome on my head. What? How can you have gray hair? They're just they're sun highlights. You're you're just my mother. Kid. It's genetics. My mom said she went gray in her twenties, and I'm just huh. bracing it. There's not too many, but there's some. All okay. right. Okay. Well, uh, you okay? All right. Now you have nothing to worry about because you're sitting on top of the world. And and in fact, uh, speaking of the world, you're seeing a lot of it. You you're just are you still on tour in the states, or you just came back? No, I just finished up tour in the Carolinas, and then I went to Nashville for some writing, and now I'm back in Canada because we got the CMAOs this weekend. I'm going to a wedding this weekend, like one of my longtime um, friends, family friends, and then I'm also recording a new song that'll come out in the summer. But I got a single coming out this Friday. Holy smokes. Yeah. And tell us about the new Run single. It. Sorry. Yeah, that's great. Tell us about the new single. New single comes out Friday, June 3rd. Um, it's called Say It. I wrote it with Emily Falvey and Nate Miles down in Nash. And it's basically um, when you're in a relationship with someone, it could be a parent, sibling, a partner, whoever, and they just don't tell you what you need to say or that you need to hear. Yeah, and I'm yeah. a firm believer that if nobody's going to tell you, like, you have to tell it to yourself. And it's just like the energy I want to bring into 2022 that, like, no matter what, you have to love yourself and be your best friend. And, like, don't wait for someone else to do it for you. Don't leave that job up to anybody else but the best of the best. And that sounds like Robin Adelini top to bottom Thank right you. there. And Thank I got OK. So I want to get back to, you know, the roots of, of where you come from, you know, musically and, and where you're from in Ontario and all this. But uh, that just leads really really well into this quote that's on your website and I, I quote it often too on the station here too uh introducing the Eminem of country music uh, well sort of Robin Adelini uh isn't a guy who raps but she does make music that'll either piss you off or make you fall in love with her maybe a little bit of both uh whether you're cursing out a cheating ex and uh if it needs saying Robin is the one to say it where does that come from is that from like your parents do you have a parent that that was that way or they raise you a certain way or how does this happen I mean, I think so. My parents are two very loving people. Um, my father's very quick witted and he can, whatever you say, he'll have a joke ready for you. Yeah. <clears throat> and my mom is very, um, she has an irreverence about her where she doesn't really care about the rules per se. It's like, well, whatever makes you happy, that's what matters. So you do that and like never let anything get in your way. And if, and if I say something, she'll be like, that's stupid. Or like, she has no filter is basically it what I'm saying. It like it is. You say it like it is, it comes out. There's no stopping it. And I think so. I think I got like a little mashup of my parents. I mean, that's how parents work. You get yeah. a little bit of both. Um, so, yeah, I think just growing up, you just you just say it how it is and and be kind about it. Like, don't be rude. But like yeah, the, yeah. Truth, the truth is the kindest thing you can give someone if you can give it in the correct way. So other than your parents, like, let's go to the musical side of things here. When you were growing and you you grew up in Uxbridge, Ontario. So we had that terrible storm there just 
Right? Out of all the hometowns. Of all the places, it's such a beautiful place. Uh, anyone in your family affected by that storm uh, immediately? or? No one in my family's hurt. Um, our, house is, our house is standing. The trees are standing. The power went out for, I think, a week. But um, yeah. we're, we're in the country, so my dad's always ready with the generator. Um, but, like, the downtown really got devastated. Thank goodness nobody was hurt. Um, it's insane that no one was hurt, to be honest, uh, just the impact. Um, but the second wedge, which is where I had my first EP release concert, you know, that got hit pretty hard. So hoping for a quick recovery from them because they are truly so supportive of music in my small town. Yeah, it's your hometown. So uh, yeah. you're growing up in Oxbridge. I mean, uh, you started writing songs when you were, what, 13 or something like that? I mean, 13? Look at well, you. Did you do your research? No, you read that book. I read the bios. I know. I've heard words. You know what's up? But no, I mean, you know, you, you, you're writing songs. I remember, well, I started writing songs when I was 12, 13, something like that, right? Yeah. When I was a kid, though, there weren't a lot of uh, young country artists. And uh, so a lot of the subject matter was, you know, what, what it was in the late 70s, the 80s, right? It was still all this drinking in bars and all this kind of stuff. But country music has changed in a lot of ways. And I think it's great that all age groups are represented. And, and you write songs that are... You know, like trust issues. I mean, that that sounds like uh, you know a, a woman of your age writing that song, but it can apply right. to anybody. But what were you writing at at thirteen? Was it were you were you uh, trying? I guess my question is, were you trying to sound like the what I was doing was I was trying to sound like Merle Haggard or what George Jones would say. That's long gone. Were you doing the same thing, or did you have your own voice? I was like, I I loved Hannah Montana and like dreams uh, and going after your dreams, but I felt like there was no songs on country radio. I mean, there's a few like, I'm gonna fly the fire facing gravity, but that was by a male. And I, I wanted like that female voice that was like, I am a woman who can do what I want, which was, I mean, Shania Twain, way to go. But no, I just remember being like 13. I want like, I want a song about chasing my dream and like stuff like that. So stuff that maybe I didn't hear, that was always where songwriting started. I was like, I need what no one else has given me. I need to that's, say it. I need to say it for myself. <laughs> yeah, well, that no, and that's a, that's a really confident, really mature uh, position to come from, and that's followed you through into in in all you do, uh, which obviously led to the success of F one fifty. It just sounds like it sounds like an old soul, you know what I mean? But that song, okay, so F one fifty is the breakout song, goes viral on TikTok, uh, and then obviously does great on Billboard. It's uh, you know in the top twenty five there. Uh, didn't sorry, it actually went. Um, in well, Canada, it went top seven. Yeah. I, think I got seven. And then in the States, it got to 59 on the billboard. That's right. But, I mean, I never thought I was going to be on any billboard. So, like, I'm, I'm doing my 59. That's right. But what I wanted to say was, like, you know, you catch the attention of Billboard, and then that catches the attention of the Nashville Music Machine. This leads yeah. to, uh, of course, a deal with Warner Music. Now, you've been doing a lot of a lot of this stuff on your own and just, you know, knocking down the fences and, and uh, having all the success. How is... How has having a Nashville team, how has that changed things for you? Like, I mean, day to day and even, you know, as a career, obviously. But but what does that mean to you as an artist? It's crazy because um, it happened all over pandemic. So I never actually met them. And if you know me, you know, I got a little bit of trust issues. So I think um, yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was a little tricky navigating um, going across the border and regulations and travel restrictions. And I remember being very overwhelmed but it was never from Warner. They are amazing and and it's I'm so lucky to have them and they truly want the best for me and they they see me, you know, as a label should when they sign you. They see me going shooting up. So um not shooting up bad things, but like shooting up the track. 
Top of the charts. We got it. We're good. I, mean, I do my insulin, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they, they truly believe in me and they push me that much harder, you know, and they're not here to, to people please or tell me what I want to hear. They're, they're yeah. here to be like brutally honest, which is how I grew up. And I'm like, it's kind of like a breath of fresh air. I'm like, thank gosh, someone doesn't tell me every song that I write is like great, you know? Yeah. So um, they're they're really awesome and I'm having a blast and we're working on new music now. I would think, and take this in uh, the best context, by the way, but I would think telling Robin Adelini that, yeah, I'm not really into that one or we can do better or I like this one better. I would imagine that could be a bit of a wrestle because first of all, you've been doing this since you were 13. You know what you're doing because you've had proven success without a team. And I would think, that you've got them on their heels like it's kind of like she knows what she's doing it's great to have the input of the team i'm sure but, yeah. but I'm sure it's probably a different dynamic than a lot of artists who kind of come in wide-eyed and just hoping to have a record deal you were looking for a team not just somebody who who are yes people like you said and that's Heck yeah you know it's probably got to be a, a better dialect between you and, and the label than a lot of artists yeah it's very interesting they trust me with my brand and my sound and they yeah. they know what they signed up for which is amazing and because they know what they signed up for they're like we know like what you're capable of and they will they they're so behind me that they're like we absolutely won't let anything that is so you and so perfect go out the door and i truly love it it's the same way with my managers they're like we're not here to put out half butt stuff can you swear on this one i don't know i'm not gonna well, swear. i don't know if half butt's that bad but we can bleep it if we have to <laughs> but like <laughs> yeah so so it, it's truly cool and and they just have so much reach and and to have their support behind it is truly truly dope like so many people hope for this one day and i i i'm in it so i'm like i'm really feel like i'm just at the starting line now and now's the time to start running you know so you're growing up in Uxbridge, you're writing your, your own songs, you're influenced by who? who? What are you listening to at that age beyond, you know, the Hannah Montana, obviously that kind of thing and, and age appropriate stuff. But but Miley Cyrus, I mean, just what a fantastic yeah. artist from way back then. I mean, obviously great lineage from Billy Ray and all that, but but who are you listening to in the broader sense and, and even coming up past 13, like who's influenced you over the years? Yeah, so like I grew up on country radio. So like Paul Brandt, Shania Twain, Diamond Rio, all that stuff when I was younger, Faith Hill, Martina McBride. Um, and I just loved country music and the storytelling behind it. My dad, you know, started me on country music since I was a kid. So this is where I am and this is where I'm staying. Yeah. Um, and then as I grew up when I was 17, like Casey Musgraves hit the scene. And I think her storytelling and her truth and just saying it like it is, no matter if she's offending people um, or like maybe biting people. Uh, I truly loved it. Sam Hunt, his how he brought something different to the thing, to the thing, to the industry. Yeah. And I'm just always looking for someone who's doing something different because I I don't want to follow a trend. I just want to do me. And people like it. That's great. And if people don't like it, that's fine, too. That just means my music's not for them, but it is for the people who are going to love it. So, yeah, doing my vibe. You know, uh, not living for the approval of others. I mean, it's obviously you want to, you know, make sure that you're doing something people like. Mm -hmm. Everybody's in the business. It's truly the hardest part of the music industry. Well, okay, so but you you obviously seem to be pretty unaffected by uh, the opinions or concerns of others, and you're doing your thing, and you got your 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 path going. You must be one of the the freest people I know. It, do you find that when you do start li- listening to the opinions of others that that stymies the creativity? And do you find you have different times where you're just, yeah, I'm doing this, I'm doing that? Or do you ever get? Do you ever start listening to those other people? Or are you always? Hundred percent, I do. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'm only human, 
And, and when you got a bunch of opinions coming at you, especially when it was like, I was an independent artist, now I'm signed to a big label. Yeah. And it's just like, people know more than me. And I think that's not true. Everyone in the music industry is always figuring it out. There's nobody who's above you or below you. We're all just doing our thing. And I think for a while there, I kind of lost who I was, or maybe I wasn't as confident in who I was. Yeah. And then at the start of this year, I just said, you know what, Robbo, you know you, you love you. And that's all that matters and trust your gut because that's all you got at the end of the day everyone else can leave but all you got is you so i just this year i'm making it very intentional that everything i do is because i want to do it um opinions are welcome but it doesn't mean i'm going to hear them you know so yeah. i'm just working on the balance of criticism that's good like uh what is that Good criticism. Constructive criticism, like that. Constructive yeah. Criticism, listening for that, always trying to grow because you can always learn, but also at the end of the day, sticking to my guns and knowing at the end of the day, my name's on it. What do I want to say? Okay. So I don't know if you have plans for this, but you need to do motivational speaking and or write like an inspirational book or something like that because you're like, you're the. <laughs> I'm just going to keep writing. That's what Say It's for, bruv. That's what yeah, we'll that's right. That's right. Say It is, is a perfect example. But you do have this real positive energy around you that goes beyond music. And uh, and we share a lot of mutual friends within the industry behind the scenes. And that's kind of the, the recurring theme is that you're you're driven. You've said the word capable. That's you. And uh, and it seems like fearless. I mean, I'm sure everybody, you know, like you said, everybody deals with the same stuff for all humans. But uh, but your approach comes across as, as fearless. And that's really that's really inspirational. People are we gravitate toward that. And that's one of the things I find about your lyrics, too. We're really um, it's real. I'll just say it. It's it's yeah. really you just say it. That's it's, it's you got you've wrapped it up perfectly in the new single. So um, the other thing you mentioned a couple of times is you know Sam Hunt being an influence, uh, Shania Twain. Uh, you're coming back to Boots and Hearts here, and of course uh, now you were runner up to the uh, Boots and Hearts Emerging Artist Showcase in 2016. How does it feel now to come back playing, you know, your hits? People are going to be singing along to you, the massive hits, and they're going to be singing the words to all your songs, and you're on the same day as, as one of your musical heroes. Is this it's a pinch me thing? Uh, how's that work in your mind? Well, Jason, let me take you back even farther. Before I even was on the emerging artist stage, I was a fan going to this. And my first year ever at Boots and Hearts, I volunteered because I could not afford a ticket. And I love country music and I love live country music. So I would pick up garbage, fill up water bottles, charge people's cell phones, deal with the drunk people just so I could hear country music for a couple hours a day. And now I'm going to be that person on that main stage that somebody might be volunteering just to hear. And I think that's insane. And I think that I'm so lucky because not everyone gets the opportunity. And wow, well, you know, Shania Twain, I could cry about it. Am I emotional? Maybe. You'll never Unbelievable. know. <laughs> it, it's so great. You, it kind of reminds me of like, you know, Martina started out, she was, uh, you know, selling t-shirts for Garth. And then she was, you know, yeah. same thing, getting water for the band and towels and all these kind of things. And and always had these these dreams and she was, she was driven, she was capable, she was fearless, all these things that we're talking about that embody you. So uh, we can't wait yeah. to, to get all that in one package at uh, Boots and Hearts. It's gonna be great. You're on on the Sunday, as you said, with-, with I'm on Sunday. It's yeah, gonna be- Yeah, Tyler Rich. Tyler Rich. Danielle. I love Tyler Rich and Lindsay. I've opened for both of them in the last year. So it's like a full circle moment. I remember being in the audience in 2019, watching Tyler Rich sing on, at Boots and Hearts. And I was just a fan on the crowd, my, my tall boy. So yeah. he thought it was dope that I was in the crowd and then I was opening for him. And now we're both playing the same day, the same day as Shania Twain. He was like, that is some crazy stuff that the universe is just wrapping around us. And yeah, yeah 
I, I don't know. Them. Robin on leaning. I, it, there, there's got to be some sort of like a, a potion or something that you can give us. Whatever it is about you, just bottle it up and sell it, and we'll all take it because it's. I know. It's I mean, I have to be honest. Like, not every day is positive and shiny. I don't want anyone to think that they got to be like this 100%. I cry almost daily. Crying is so good for you. And I have an amazing support system. I got managers who truly care about me, parents who really care about me. So, like, I mean, I have great roots that make me be able to jump off great branches. So I'm very grateful. Well, we're gotta, so give it to, have... gotta give it to the people in the back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, we're so happy to have you at uh, Boots and Hearts. It's going to be, uh, you know, we're so glad to be back to live music for one. But it's the biggest, <laughs> best year that we've ever had. And uh, so glad that you'll be returning. So thank you. So we look forward to seeing you at Boots and Hearts. Thanks for taking the time today. Thank you for taking the time today. And I'll see you at the CMAOs.